5: the following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
4: Nice and clean, execute our race for a
6: in position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day, and got to be there
5: when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
7: Kyle Busch and Harvick crash. Harvick will not get to the finish line. Hamlin passes. Final it.
8: time, and at turn number one, you can hear him warming up the siren in Dawsonville, Georgia. Here he comes, to the back straightaway. Chase Elliott on his way to the title.
5: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our string. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you, and we hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Last week, we had the MRN crew here together breaking down some of the top news stories of the year. Everybody is back, and we're going to wrap up what we didn't get to last week.
5: Now, here come NASCAR's top stories of 2020 on NASCAR Live. New NASCAR teams on the horizon.
2: Dave Moody, one of the big teams coming in next year is the new collaboration between Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. What are your initial thoughts of MJ getting into NASCAR?
8: Well, I, I think it's huge and and not Just because as little as three years ago, two years ago, Michael Jordan was asked about potentially being a NASCAR owner because he's always been a stock car racing fan since he was just a kid. And they asked him about would would he be interested in getting involved in NASCAR one day? And his answer was, no, I like my money too much. Uh, You know, the business model is not right for me to get involved there. And here we are now with the next gen race car on the horizon and a lot of changes ready to be made to try and get the cost of competition under control in this game. And all of a sudden here's Michael Jordan, who has decided the time is right to get in, you know, in addition to that, you've got Justin Marks that's coming in as the team owner. You've got, Uh, Matt Tift and B.J. McLeod that are stepping up and and getting involved on the cup level. I don't think it's a coincidence that with this new next gen car now a year away and on the horizon, a lot of people that never quite dared to take the leap are now ready, willing and able to go head
4: first into the pool.
2: Kyle, Ricky, would you agree that the next generation car is the reason for these new teams moving into the sport?
4: Absolutely. I think the next-gen car is is everything right now as far as new ownership is concerned because effectively the garage is going to hit the reset button and is in the process of hitting the reset button with with the current testing and ultimately the new car. Um, It would be silly to, to invest in a new team now, to invest in all of that inventory for this year with a car and a lot of parts and pieces that we know in 12 months' time won't be needed and won't be able to, to be used on the racetrack anymore. Uh, It's the perfect time. Uh, We're seeing the value go up in the charter system. I think Michael Jordan being a partnered with Denny Hamlin, I think that brand alone with Michael, everyone knows Michael Jordan. Uh, And I think after the events of this year, most people know Bubba Wallace a lot of people know Denny Hamlin that, that are not NASCAR fans, as he has found a lot of success in the sports marquee events. So I'm excited to see what that new race team can do on the racetrack. So much power, horsepower, branding behind them. And and we're seeing more and more of that with Justin Marks come on now with Trackhouse, where there's some talk of, of a few other teams that may join in 2022 or 2023 in the Cup Series. I think uh, the future uh, is alive and well.
2: Woody Kane.
4: I think this
3: is just the beginning of that kind of trend. And and Justin Marks even mentioned it himself. Eyeing that 2022 next-gen car was one of the things that attracted him because it helps control the cost. They don't have to have as many people to build these cars from scratch. They're essentially buying parts off the shelf and putting them on the car. It'll be which team is better at engineering that and making it go fast that's going to that's gonna be up front rather than the ones who can spend the most money on materials and, and massage those the best. it's going to be a huge cost saving and I think that will only attract uh, more owners that we haven't seen in, in the past and and Justin mentioned that he said right now there's beginning to be some competition to get these charters people are realizing they're going to be more of a valuable commodity in the next year so they're working and dealing now to try and get those and he talked about the trouble he had trying to pry one away from somebody he's leasing that right now but there's there's evidently a run on these charters right now from people realizing that once this new next-gen car comes on the scene, the cost equation is going to work more in the favor of people being able to make this a viable business rather than just get in and hang
2: on. Rusty Wallace, you were a car owner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. What do you think about MJ getting into NASCAR?
9: I think it's really big. I mean, whenever you get a big name like that, coming into sport and having that confidence in NASCAR, I'm, I'm real excited for him. I, I hope he can handle the extreme patience he's going to need because I know he's a winner and he's used to winning, but he's not driving that car this time and he's not putting the tires on it and he's not building the engine. He's not doing a lot of things he can't control. Uh, he's going to spend a ton of money and he's going to scratch his head until the hair falls out of his head. I just hope he, I hope they have success enough that he'll, he'll, he'll be able to make it through this transition. I think it's going to be a tough one for him but I think he knows that too. Um, but I, I wish him well. I think that, I think he's great for the sport, and I'm excited that Denny has got uh, decided to get and be a partial car owner also. And I'm glad they got the help from Mister uh, Gibbs to get him going. You know, so we'll see what happens. But it, uh, I think, whenever you get a big, big name like that, it's going to bring a lot of attention to the sport, whether it's whether you're a NASCAR fan or not. You're going to be watching the races to see how Michael Jordan's team's doing.
2: We've got more of the top stories of 2020 coming up. If I learned one thing from this great game of baseball, it's that she'll humble you. You think you've got it figured out, you check the standings, and you're in last place again. I'm Eric Rubino, fantasy baseball GM, and I can put my team in position to win every single time, but I can't play the games, people. At least Progressive's Name Your Price tool has options based on my budget. It never lets me down, unlike my pitching staff. Amateurs!
5: Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind.
0: to be heard, trusted to perform.
2: We're looking back on the top stories of 2020. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem.
8: Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep
2: into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are so you don't miss one lap of the excitement.
7: Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the
2: man, DH. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area.
10: Victory Junction was young race driver Adam Petty's dream. He worked toward building a camp where children with serious medical conditions could concentrate on fun and not their illness or disease. When he died tragically his family and friends around nascar made sure that dream came true today victory junction is a camp that provides fun life-changing experiences to children dealing with illnesses and disabilities all at no cost to the camper help us serve more children by visiting
5: victoryjunction.org nascar's top 2020 stories continue on nascar live nascar releases the 2021 schedule
2: On September 30th, NASCAR released the 2021 schedule for the NASCAR Cup Series, and it was a big story. So many changes coming next season. Kyle, I'll start with you on this one. What did you think about next year's schedule?
4: I love everything about next year's schedule, from the first event of the year, um, the Bush Clash on the road course at Daytona. We got a preview of it uh, just a a couple of months ago uh, when, when all three of NASCAR's national series were able to race on it. I think getting back into the Nashville market where we brought our marquee Series Premier Series Banquet just uh, just a year ago to have a race in that market at Nashville Super Speedway, a great concrete super speedway. It's going to be a, an amazing addition to the schedule and there's so much that the sport can do around that city. Now twice a year, uh, we assume the banquet will probably stay there for a while and we're going to be racing at Nashville Super Speedway for, for several years to come. There's been a lot of talk about CODA, uh, and we, as an industry, have heard for years the fans want more road courses. You know, Sonoma and Watkins Glen, not enough. So three years ago, we, we brought the Roval into the mix in Charlotte, and now we're going to probably the, the newest and the premier road course in North America of the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, another critical market that we have not been to before, and and we as an industry really needed to get to, and, and man, what a great racetrack down there at the Circuit of the Americas and Road America. Uh, you know, the NASCAR Xfinity Series has put on great races at that road course now for, for nearly a decade, and in this era of we want more road courses, um, there's no more maybe historic road course out there than road America in Wisconsin. And it's going to be great to see the the top level, top levels of the sport compete on that great layout.
2: Rusty NASCAR cup series will be racing on dirt at Bristol. What are your thoughts on that move?
9: Oh, wow. When I heard that one, that was the one that I went, what? They're going to do what? And that's when I probably really hit home. Like, you know, we're all going to do what we possibly can to, give this sport the strongest shot of adrenaline we've ever gave it to give the fans what they want, the total excitement, whether it sounds crazy or not, we're going to go out there and step off the plank and try it, you know? So I don't know how it's going to happen. The the, the, the first thing about Bristol, you're going to put all the dirt on, you're going to race and are going to do a race. Then we're going to sit back and reevaluate it. Was that good or was that bad? And if it was bad, they won't do it again. But if it was real good, they'll continue doing it, you know? So I think that Bristol was a, a really cool one. Um, addition uh we'll see how it goes uh, is this something i would have done probably not because i'm a kind of an older dude you know i'm I'm used to the, uh, the the way of doing things we always do and i think everybody's like that that are that got a little age and and seen things happen that i've seen happen but one of the tracks that i do kind of i'm pretty excited about is the addition of coda uh, circuit of the Americas out there in Austin, Texas. I actually drove a Ferrari and I tested for two days out at Austin on that racetrack in this 200 mile an hour Ferrari that I ended up driving uh, that, at this big event that was uh, for Ferrari in Daytona. We had 123 cars show up and I finished 10th in the race and it made me feel really good, but I've got a lot of testing in on that racetrack and why I was there, it was amazing how beautiful the track was, how big the track is and how different it is And so to have it something like that as an addition is really cool. I always love going to, uh, the track up in Wisconsin, you know, road America. I think that's just a fun, fun place. I think it's great road course. I I know it's going to put a good, good race on, but overall just to have six road courses on a series next year, that's, that's going to be pretty amazing. So I'm excited about the schedule. I, I, only one eye roller, and that's going to be the dirt at Bristol. How's that going to work out, you know? Other than that, I think it, it's just really, really good schedule.
2: Rusty, I'll keep it here with you. The Cup Series will also be going to Nashville Super Speedway for the first time next year. Do you like that move?
9: Well, I, I first of all, people that went to the Nashville racetrack you know how much money was put in that track and how well it's designed and how beautiful it is. Uh, and the late Melvin Joseph basically did the, the entire design on that. He was a guy that loved concrete. That's the reason our racetrack got built out of concrete. Um, but uh, to know what kind of infrastructure you already had in place and we're not racing there it makes you go, oh, my gosh. And now the championship being held in Nashville, and that's such a hot part of the country, Nashville, Tennessee, to not have a race. It was like a head scratcher when they already had the track there. So it made total sense to me that they would go back there and, and, and go to that track. I know there was a lot of people wanting them to go to the half-mile track, the smaller track, the fairgrounds. Uh, but th- that facility needed a ton of work, which they could have done, but the other track was race-ready and ready to go. And uh, so I, it makes sense to me. I'm excited. I'm like Steve. I'm really pumped up to go to Nashville and watch that one because I, I used to go there all the time with ESPN when I was doing television, and I covered all those races. Uh, I covered IndyCar races. I covered Xfinity races, uh, practice sessions, qualifying sessions. I watched a ton of racing there, and I went as a as a track designer. When I designed the Iowa Speedway, I said I love the contours of this racetrack. How you get off the corners and into the corners. They did a really nice job designing that track, and so I'm I'm real confident it's going to put a good race on.
2: Still
11: to come, we've got more of the top stories of 2020. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Hey, this is Steve Post, the postman with MRN. You've heard the jingle, I've heard the jingle, and I tried a premium Queen My Pillow. I've also tried the mattress topper and bed sheets as well. And I am sleeping like a champion. Right now, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MRN, and they will take $40 off each pillow. That's down to twenty nine ninety eight. a small price to pay for a great night of sleep. And there's no limit on this offer. So get multiple pillows for yourself and for those you love. They make great Christmas gifts. A good night's sleep makes life simply better, and this is the lowest price ever. Again, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MRN, or call 800-893-0986. That's MyPillow.com. Use promo code MRN, or call 800-893-0986. Don't delay. Order now. We're looking back on the top
2: stories of 2020. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
5: Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races.
12: Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it.
5: Some wild moments.
12: Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall.
5: And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes and did a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving
6: force, powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe
5: and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Wheeland would like to recognize MRN color commentator Rusty Wallace. He is the Wheeland Crew Member of the Week. According to Steve Post, the retired NASCAR champion brings passion and inside knowledge to the MRN booth. You know
11: when you ask Rusty a question, he is going to be wide open. answering. He loves this sport. He just has this enthusiasm and, and, and uh, the, the, the way he describes things is so passionate. So he has fit in really well from a lot of standpoints. He's fit in well in that he's he's given us a lot of credibility as a as a champion, as one of the rock stars of our sport. He's added his insight as a race car driver. None of us have any clue as far as race car drivers go. Rusty brings that to us. On the road, in
5: the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley.
2: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The cast and crew of the Motor Racing Network with us this week, talking about the top stories of 2020, and we're talking about the 2021 schedule for the NASCAR Cup Series. Dave, Rusty's on the fence about racing on the dirt at Bristol. What do you think?
8: You know, it's going to be a really interesting experiment. My, my concern when the talk of that first started to circulate was the minute we put cup cars on dirt, the truck series on dirt becomes the JV game. And that had always been their big race of the year. We talked about the Eldora Dirt Derby for a week in advance and a half a week afterward. I hope that continues. I you know, we're not going to go back to Eldora. We know that. And I hope that it will continue to be as big a deal for the truck series guys now that that cup is also racing on the clay.
2: Dave, what do you think NASCAR has made next year so different?
8: Well, I think beyond anything else, it is it is proof positive that the sanctioning body is listening to the paying customers because for a number of years now, we've heard a very steady drumbeat of We love the short tracks, we love the road courses, we're not quite so enamored of the mile and a half tri-ovals. If you could give us more of the short tracks and road courses in favor of, uh, of mile and a half, we'd be happy campers. And that's exactly what this schedule came out with more road courses, more short tracks, fewer mile and a half tri-ovals. I think, you know, due to the pandemic, I think we're going to see, and we already have seen in the Xfinity schedule, fewer standalone races next year, uh, simply because If we're not going to have cup practice and we're not going to have cup qualifying, we're going to need something to entertain the masses on Friday and Saturday, which I think means more combination races going forward in 2021 and beyond than we've maybe had in the past.
2: Kim Kuhn, what excites you about the schedule?
1: Oh, gosh, it's hard to say what excites me the most about the new schedule. I'm just excited that we're now in a space where we can take chances, try new tracks, visit different places. Um, Obviously, probably Austin is top of the list for me. It's a city that I love. I've been there a number of times. It's a very young city, which excites me in terms of the fan base. I think there is a lot of potential to tap into there on bringing new fans on board. And then it's a very tech-savvy kind of area. And so I think, you know, it could potentially get the notice of future sponsors if, you know, we're able to garner enough attention and energy around the race at Coda. We could potentially down the line see people saying, hey, I might want to throw some money at this sport.
2: Steve Post, how do you like the cup cars going to Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and Road America?
11: I have been, I believe, on most of the MRN broadcasts from Road America. I am literally giddy that we're going to Road America with the cup cars. That has been one of my favorite weekends there's going to be probably 350,000 people up on that race course because there can be 350,000 people there because it is the most spacious, beautiful, scenic, so much room to camp and walk around and take your family and take your kids and do this. It is just road course. It is like like a state park of road course racing. And so I am so excited about this. I also like new markets and new exciting places to go to. So, Coda down in Austin, Texas. There is not a hotter market to go to. I'm a guy who likes to go out and eat, and I'm a foodie and like to go to restaurants and check the scene out. I can't wait to hit Austin, Texas. And the other one, Nashville, Tennessee, to go back to Nashville. I am just excited about that. And then when you look at that Nashville one, I'm really excited about that because I think when you look at two trips to Dover, Delaware, Dover is a great iconic historic racetrack on the tour and there's such a great history of racing in the first state but to continue to go there and to have a great race weekend at dover but then to add a great race weekend at nashville i love that move because it it, it keeps what we have and our dover fans are going to get a great weekend of racing there but it also introduces to us a great racetrack and a great market over in nashville tennessee
2: more of the top stories of 2020 on the way
9: You might think your old vehicle is nothing more than a piece of junk. But to children in our racing communities, your vehicle can help them live happier and healthier lives. Join others in your community. Put your vehicle to good use and donate it today. It's easy. We'll pick it up for free. Act now to have your car, truck, boat, or other vehicle towed and auction off. You'll get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds all for the kids. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9.
2: Hi folks, Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics.
8: Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway.
2: Racing Electronics' has scanners and headphones, we can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew.
7: You want the baby? Yeah!
2: And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. We're looking back on the top stories of 2020. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside,
0: whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
10: At Victory Junction, it's simple. We believe every child, no matter their diagnosis or disability, deserves the chance to just be a kid. So we provide a medically safe environment where children who live in a world of hospital stays and doctor's visits are free to do everything from riding horses, zip lining, swimming, fishing, and bowling, all at no cost to the camper. The experience inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every child who comes
5: here. Help us change a child's life at VictoryJunction.org. NASCAR's top 2020 stories continue on NASCAR Live. NASCAR leads professional sports in racial unity.
6: About 45 minutes ago, every driver came from the motor coach lot, came out onto the racetrack, lined up behind a number 43 car of Bubba Wallace. Together, they pushed that car from its starting grid all the way down to the head end of Pitt Road. Every team member followed Winston Kelly, you're down there. You are a part of it. Bubba, still there with the king, Richard Petty.
3: I tell you what, I have seen a lot of emotional, a lot of special moments, emotions that you can feel down here. But more importantly, the support that you can feel for Bubba Wallace and the support you can feel for what is right.
2: This was the first time, Alex, that I remember NASCAR getting into social injustice and all that came with that, And I quite frankly think the way we got involved, the way we addressed it, and then what we've done since then, that was a huge moment. That was a seminal moment for this sport in all of its existence.
7: I think it was powerful. It really was. I think actions speak louder than words, and we had to take action as a sport. And I'm proud to be a part of this sport, and I'm proud for everybody and their, their efforts to, to put an action in play and change. The sport has changed. And I think this 2020 season, with all this craziness that we're dealing with, has forced our sport to really take a good look in the mirror and say, we need to be better, we need to do differently, we need to rid ourselves of all the stereotypes. And I think we've come out of 2020 stronger and better than we ever have.
6: Mike, what do you think? Because I believe that the impact uh, of the Kyle Larson situation And then when we move on to what we saw and witnessed together at Talladega, the whole world saw it. Everybody saw it. And now where we're headed with um, Bubba Wallace joining on a team that was formed by Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan, I think, and Mike, I'd be interested in your thoughts. I think we are only scratching the surface as to how far reaching that moment really was.
2: Well, that was one of many. The one that really got me was when Steve Phelps addressed everybody on the two-way communication at Atlanta and said, listen, we've got to listen. We have to understand. We have to do better, and we will do better, and sent that message that day that wasn't only for those that are in the sport, but the message for those outside the sport was we're listening. We want everybody to enjoy NASCAR racing. Because up until that point, there have been times where folks of a different color, a different nationality, a different origin didn't feel welcome at our events. But by banning the Confederate flag, taking the stance that we have, we're sending the message to the world that, listen, we don't care who you are. Come and join NASCAR racing with us. You're welcome here. And I don't think that that message was necessarily conveyed in years and in decades prior. Alex, you could... You can make the argument that it was anything but that leading up to those moments.
7: It absolutely was. I mean, uh, the Confederate flag, we all know this, going from racetrack to racetrack around the country, it was not existent for the most part anyway. You might have seen two or three in any racetrack we go to, and that includes Darlington and Talladega. It was just virtually non-existent. It was already going away. But for NASCAR to put their fist down on the table and say, it doesn't matter – we're not going to have it anymore. We will not tolerate it anymore. I thought it was huge. And I think, sure, there was a little bit of backlash, but that's all been, I think, gone because for the most part, I think everybody's on the same page with it. Overall, this sport I think is in a better place than it's been quite frankly, ever. We've got a lot of momentum on our side because of the fresh perspective, because of the fresh ideas and because of all of the change that our sports gone through here in 2020 I'm proud to be a part of this sport. I think I can can speak for just about everybody. We're happy that we're going in the direction that
11: we're going.
2: Steve Post, a very powerful moment happened at Talladega when everyone came together and pushed Bubba Wallace's car to the front of Pit Road. What do you remember seeing that day?
11: Yeah, that was amazing because we lived in a time, we had been, we'd obviously been living in the pandemic, so we were all kind of off of our game, and then we saw what happened with George Floyd in Minneapolis, and we, of course, had had the Kyle Larson incident, and so we, and and, then NASCAR decides to kind of seize the moment and make the announcement that the Confederate flag is going to be banned. They, they, I guess, strike while the iron is hot, while the sentiment of the country is for this and, and going forward, and so there was this sense of tension around that topic, around the garage area. There's people flying planes around with messages and everything, so everyone was amped up. And we were rained out on Sunday. And then Sunday night, sitting in my hotel room, and all of a sudden we start to hear this story about the noose in the garage. It's, oh, my, what in the world? Who, what, how could this happen? You know, so what happened then, and the drivers, I, I think the beauty of this board is, There are relationships with drivers that none of the rest of us have. Drivers understand drivers. Radio guys understand radio guys. PR people understand PR people. You know, underneath mechanics understand. And the drivers reached out to Bubba, who was their driver that was in the middle of this, and they came up with this plan where they wanted to show their support, like we are standing with you, and they wanted to push his car out. And I will never in my life forget what it was like uh, out on Pit Road that morning, And just standing there, I was talking to some crew guys, and I think it was from Bob Levine's team. I was talking to some crew guys, and about three cars ahead of, the cars were lined up on pit road, and about three cars ahead of where we were standing, all of a sudden you start to see all the drivers come around, and they meet Bubba there, and they start to push the car. And the original plan was that the drivers would do this. But what happened is, is crew member after crew member after all of a sudden pit road, and one of the guys, people started to walk with him. And one of the guys looked at me. And he says, are we going? And I said, we're going. And then we made the walk to the front of the grid. And it was absolutely amazing, the feel there. Again, the quiet, because there was not a crowd there. OK, so we had that. But the whole march to the front and walking and seeing crew members of different teams walking side by side up there on pit road and being in the middle of it of the moment, And it was just one of those moments, uh, again, there were multiple times this year where I had moments that I will never forget in my life, and walking up there and doing it. And then with Motor Racing Network, we were so fortunate that I was walking back with the crowd, but Winston was walking up at the front, and he was able to document it from the Richard Petty, Bubba Wallace driver's perspective, and then I was able to kind of be the guy back here and talk a little bit and feel a little bit what the crew did. Uh, it was an absolutely amazing moment uh, that, that, that happened there in support of Bubba uh, that we had there at Talladega that afternoon. More of
2: the top stories of 2020 still to come.
9: Rusty Wallace here for Blue EMU Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in victory lane. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink.
0: Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR.
5: The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns.
0: Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together.
9: That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him,
7: and what does he do? Wipe us out.
5: Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. So Dale comes over, and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now.
2: We're looking back on the top stories of 2020. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar.
0: Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source.
5: NASCAR's top 2020 stories continue on NASCAR Live. Defending NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Busch nearly goes winless in 2020.
2: Trouble off of turn number two. That's NASCAR two. It's Kyle Busch. The car will break loose. He'll spin around and slam into the outside wall. He faces the wrong way up the Daytona super stretch. And there is a lot of damage on Kyle Busch's Toyota Camry solo car spin and shot. Into the outside wall off of Speedway 2.
5: Now, back to Mike Bagley.
2: Kyle Busch did not have the season he was wanting in 2020. He only won one race, and that came at Texas Motor Speedway late in the season. He'd already missed the round of eight, so the win didn't help him in his bid for a second straight championship. Jason, were you surprised to see Kyle had the season that he had?
13: Uh, I I Definitely was a surprise. He's one of the championship contenders, and you think he's going to roll off, you know, three, four, five, six race wins like he has in the past, and it just didn't happen this year. And it was something that, you know, I don't know if it was the, the, kind of the old deal: if you get your face on the Wheaties box or you know on the front of the, the video game unit, you're going to have a bad, uh, a bad season the next year you know, I'm not sure if that was the case for him on this one, but for Kyle Bush, it was definitely a frustrating year for him. I think that frustration continued to mount up throughout the year when they came up short or had uh, miscues on pit road or had mechanical issues or whatever. And it was just a bad 2020 for Kyle Bush. And, you know, maybe they need to make a a shakeup and a change in what they've done. Adam Stevens is already, you know, they already announced they're going to change crew chiefs. He's going to have a new one next year for Kyle Bush. And, you know, maybe that would be the thing to get him back, uh, steered back in the right direction again. And, you know, it will be interesting to see, especially with Kyle, in the transition to the new car with Kyle, once he gets behind the wheel to do some testing with it to see how uh, he will adapt to that ride uh, later on. Of course, we, we always talked about the fact that he did not like the rules package uh, that he had had with NASCAR. And that kind of played into the fact of, you know, him not running so well. He was already kind of, I don't say behind the eight ball, but mentally. That kind
8: of put
11: them behind the eight ball. Steve Post. I think that there's a lot of um a lot of the off year element. I think they just didn't really have what they were looking for. I think one of the things that that has been bantied about and I, I and I don't know that I buy it or not. Kyle has alluded to it a little bit that the lack of practice. Kyle is a guy that likes to work on his car and I don't think it's a hands on work on his car like a Kevin Harvick or a Brad Keselowski, but I think he's a guy that likes to work on his car with his crew chief over the course of a Friday practice session, a Saturday practice session, qualifying. And so I think there's a little bit of that that may have hindered it in that they didn't have that little bit of a time that he had to work on the car, and also I think a little bit of a time for him to get comfortable with that car as you you just you you just don't have that time period to focus on that car in your mind. So, I think that that might have been a little bit of it, but I tend to think it was more just an off year and I tend to think that uh, there's going to be more on years coming up for Kyle Busch than we've seen this off year and this to me may be the blip in the radar. I'll you tell will. you
9: what, Steve, that that's well said because you know, I I was a driver that wanted every minute of practice i could get i would burn through tires i would just do everything and i did they're waving the flag that practice is over and they're i'm they're having to get me off the track because <laughs> i just needed all the practice and i think you really hit on something there you know i got to tell you i haven't thought about it uh, but for kyle bush to not have any practice here there's a guy that practiced and practiced and just wrung everything out of the car and the, you made a good point when you don't have any time to wring something out of the car that's a doggone good reason why you're having an issue.
3: Woody Kane. I was surprised that he didn't win a race until so far into the season once it was too late for him to be able to use that to get into the playoffs. I talked to him several times about that during the year, and one of the things that he talked about was having trouble in traffic. He said they would use practice time to try and get the car dialed into where he could make moves in traffic, and that's the one thing common – theme that kept coming up from him is getting through traffic was a problem for him all year long. He and his crew chief Adam Stevens just couldn't quite get a handle on that in in the way that they had in past years and he mentioned the lack of practice time being a factor with that. Now keep in mind they're making a change for next year. Adam Stevens is going to go work with Christopher Bell in the 20 car uh, replacing Eric Jones and then Ben Bayshore who used to be his engineer and that Kyle has run with in the Xfinity series and won races with is going to be his crew chief so we'll see if that makes a difference that we get any more practice time next year or if they figured out some things from this year that will help them next year but yes I was very surprised to see him take so long to get a victory
2: it's the top stories of 2020 and we've got more coming up uh, sure, the players bring some skill to the game, but if I don't put them in my lineup, who cares? Not me. I'm Eric Rubino, fantasy baseball GM and league runner-up two of the last nine years. I use the Progressive Name Your Price tool with options based on my budget. And for a guy that's used to being in control, it fits. Like this runner-up t-shirt. Champ gets a trophy, but you can't wear a trophy.
5: Boom. Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen. Trusted to be heard. Trusted to perform.
2: We're looking back on the top stories of 2020. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
5: NASCAR's top 2020 stories continue on NASCAR live NASCAR playoff moments
6: back to the checkered flag Denny Hamlin on the inside Matt DiBenedetto on the outside William Byron Ty Dillon right there at the line who's gonna win the scoring monitor shows Denny Hamlin has won again at Talladega. Trouble turn one. Up in smoke
8: goes Kurt Busch. He hangs onto it. Almost spun the car out midway between one and two. She struggled for about two
7: laps and now it's over for the Monster Energy Chevrolet. Further back. Eyes are on Kevin Harvick and they're crashing. Kyle Busch and Harvick crash. Harvick will not get to the finish line hamlin passes him denny hamlin will get in to the playoffs kevin harvick will not make the playoffs
2: now back to mike bagley a lot of drama unfolded during the 2020 playoffs kurt becker what stood out to you on this year's 10 race run to the championship
12: the most surprising thing about the playoffs was undeniably for me the fact that kevin harvick did not make it to the championship four it's it's, it's tough to get around that one as far as, as the lead story. That Kevin, by his nature, is someone that, uh, as when you go into a, a situation, he looks at the criteria from the outset. He's very good at analyzing criteria. Remember a few years ago when the concept of playoff points was introduced, he was one of the first people to talk about stage points and playoff points. And he talked about that incessantly that first year. And he hammered that home practically every time he was interviewed. That's what's going to make a huge difference. Those points are going to be crucial. I think he understood that long before anybody else did. Point being that Kevin will look at what the rules are, what the guidelines are, and he's probably as good as anybody at saying, all right, fine, I accept it. Let's see what we can do. It just didn't work out for him to get to the championship four. There, there were folks who said that he didn't get his chance at the title. He did get his chance at the title. He just simply did not advance to that championship four. And, and I think that aside from, from that storyline, uh, perhaps that the, the second biggest surprise to me uh, was, was the fact that Chase Elliott emerges as the champion. Talented driver. Maybe someone that early on a lot of us looked at and said, "Okay, he had some early success on road courses. He's got to prove himself on ovals. He's got to prove that he can make smarter decisions. Well, he did all that. and He put it together in in a big, big way.
2: That was one of many playoff moments that we had in the playoffs this year. I don't know about you, Jeff, but one that sticks out is Talladega. And we had to go into three overtimes to get a winner to that race. And that that punctuated that round of the playoffs. What are your thoughts about that Talladega and that three-overtime finish that afternoon?
6: Uh, isn't that standard operating procedure when we go to Talladega? We expect that. <laughs> I think I'd be disappointed if, uh, if we didn't have that kind of a situation. When we go to Talladega, we expect the unexpected. Um, Alex, what's that, that saying that Barney Hall – used to always say they don't race them anywhere in the world like they do at Talladega. When we go there, we expect something out of the norm.
7: Yeah, we do. And that's what we get. And that's why so many people love Talladega style racing. There are some drivers that absolutely have anxiety fits over uh, racing at Talladega, but you know what? It's on the schedule twice a year on, normal years and we're going to have that happen so you better be able to embrace it and enjoy it but to have that type of finish that we had uh, at, at talladega in the fall just spectacular i love talladega racing i know Bagman, that's your favorite as well
2: it is i love me some talladega super speedway kurt bush was loving some las vegas motor speedway getting a win when he needed it the most to advance deeper into the playoffs that was one of those moments of 2020 made you feel good And also, it sent a message that, wait a minute, does Chip Ganassi Racing have anything for these guys?
6: I think when you take a look at what he was able to accomplish, it it spoke volumes of where that team and that organization is right now. Um, The thing that we can look at is while that win moved him into the next round, he would have advanced on performance anyway. He actually didn't need the win and he still would have advanced. But it was a statement when I think for a lot of good reasons. Number one, it solidified his, his, um, his spot in the playoffs and in the, in the opportunity to advance. That didn't happen. But it also, I think, goes to show the kind of talent that Kurt Busch is. And I think sometimes that's overlooked. Uh, he's a quality guy. He's a great race car driver. And he's got a ton of talent. And he's still capable of winning. Just don't ever count out Kurt Busch.
2: Steve Post, what stands out to
11: you on the playoffs? I think of Charlotte, and I think of those moments uh, going back a long time in the sport, the Humpy Wheeler moments, you know, the the, 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 the greatest show on earth and the circus and the carnival and the, the dancing elephants and the exploding cars and the, you know, the Winston at night lighting the place up and everything else. And I just think the Roval. I, I'm, I, I don't know what I think of it as a racetrack. But I think it just continues this Charlotte tradition of, you think you've seen something? And then so we've had it for two years. We had it the first year. Of course, the uncertainty the first year. Second year is when Chase Elliott just drives it nose deep into the wall, backs the car out, and comes back and wins the race. Third year is like, well, what can we do to top that? Well, let's have a little rain on it. And I just think that Charlotte has had such a neat history in this sport of just doing some of the strangest things. Some have worked well. Some have failed, some have been in between, and I just think the Roval fits into Charlotte's history really, really well. And I don't even know yet. I I, I like the fact that they have it there, but I don't know yet. As a stock car fan, a racing fan, I, I'm not really sure. I got my arms around just what exactly we have there, and 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 maybe that's a good thing too. Rusty Kurt Becker mentioned
2: Kevin Harvick earlier about missing the championship for What did you think about his performance at Martinsville?
9: To see him go to Martinsville and just could not get that car where he wanted it and struggled with that baby all day long was just hard to watch. And then when he misses it by what was it, one point or something like that, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. So with that said and done, Martinsville's over. Now we move into Phoenix. We go to Phoenix where that is Kevin Harvick's track. Man, he just dominates that thing. He runs up front. He's won a bunch of races there and all that stuff. And he goes out there and doesn't run good there either. And I'm like, holy smokes, what is going on? So to see the team, you know, have tough issues the last two races after they were so dominant throughout the whole entire year was tough to watch because I think everybody had Kevin picked to be as one of the final four.
11: Don't go anywhere. We've got the top stories of 2020 and more of them coming up. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Hey, this is Steve Post, the Postman with MRN. You've heard the jingle, I've heard the jingle, and I tried a premium Queen My Pillow. I've also tried the mattress topper and bed sheets as well, and I am sleeping like a champion. Right now, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MRN, and they will take $40 off each pillow. That's down to $29.98, a small price to pay for a great night of sleep. And there's no limit on this offer, so get multiple pillows for yourself and for those you love. They make great Christmas gifts. A good night's sleep makes life simply better, and this is the lowest price ever. Again, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MRN, or call 800-893-0986. That's MyPillow.com. Use promo code MRN, or call 800-893-0986. Don't delay. Order now.
5: NASCAR's top 2020 stories continue on NASCAR Live. Chase Elliott wins the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship.
6: Looking to become a NASCAR champion at the age of 24. Chase Elliott off four. The white flag is out here at Phoenix one more time to turn number one for Chase Elliott.
8: Final time into turn number one. You can hear him warming up the siren in Dawsonville, Georgia. Here he comes to the back straightaway. Chase Elliott on his way to the title.
2: Here he comes off turn number two, up off the bottom to the back straightaway, and now he'll ease
7: it into turn three, looking for a win and a championship. Hendrick Motorsports and driver Chase Elliott looking for the checkered flag. It's out. Chase Elliott wins at Phoenix. Chase Elliott Scores the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship.
12: So proud of this team. So proud of everybody that has played a role in my career. Unbelievable. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
2: At season's end, as Jimmy says goodbye, it was Chase Elliott saying hello and getting welcomed into the championship winning club. Alex, it's amazing how Chase Elliott timed his performance just right to land him in the championship four and ultimately land him in victory lane at Phoenix and winning the championship in the process.
7: Just as Kevin Harvick and that four team uh, started not getting the results they needed. They, they got cool. They cooled off the nine team, Chase Elliott, they caught fire exactly at the right time. And that, that win they had at Martinsville to put them in the championship four to me, I think gave them all the momentum in the world that they needed. They proved to themselves and Chase as a driver proved to himself, he can get the job done. I can't imagine how, much pressures on the shoulders of young Chase Elliott being our sport's most popular driver. His dad is almost larger than life, an awesome Bill from Dawsonville, and everything that came along with Bill Elliott. To have that type of pressure on your shoulders and to finally break through and get that championship, I think it was monumental for Chase Elliott. I think it's just the way to have this dam get breached, and we're going to start seeing wins and potentially more championships come in droves I think, for Chase Elliott, because he, he, he's always been one of those drivers that was hard on himself. For the most minute mistake, he would get so down on himself over that. I think as he's grown up, he's still in his 20s, he's still a young man, but he's far more mature as a race car driver now than what he was when he started. He's learning how to handle adversity. He's learning how to handle disappointment and mistakes and be able to put that in the rearview mirror. So. Chase Elliott, I think, has matured as a driver, and he has crossed that hurdle, and I think we're going to see more and more out of this.
2: Kim Kuhn, what did you think about the championship race?
1: Well, first, I think a lot of us expected that final race to have a late caution, which we didn't get, Uh, and I base that on Chase Elliott's history of bad luck and getting late race cautions. He seems to always run into those. Uh, So I was certainly expecting the yellow to be thrown late in the race just because, again, Lady Luck is not usually on Chase Elliott's side when he's leading late in the race. The other thing that um, I think maybe we expected was maybe for it to go into overtime. You know, we saw the truck race and the NASCAR Spinning Series championship races both go into overtime. And I think we kind of maybe were excited to possibly see that on the NASCAR Cup side. We didn't get that, but it was still a spectacular race. Chase Elliott by far had the best car. I mean, drove to the front from the rear um, all day long. I thought they were excellent. I will say though, looking at Brad Keselowski, their stops, their pit stops, I think during the day over the course of the race, they lost like 10 positions based on slow stops. And so if you think back and you go over that and maybe if, if their crew had been a little bit more on top of it, would we have seen a closer finish? Because in the end, Brad was able to pass his teammate, Joe Logano, ends up finishing second in the championship. So if they hadn't had some of those slow stops, Um, I wouldn't call them mishaps necessarily because I don't know that there were mistakes made, just they were a little bit sluggish on pit road. Maybe we would have seen a side-by-side finish or, you know, maybe Brad ends up being the champion despite the fact that Chase Elliott, you can't argue, had the best car all race long.
2: Dave Moody?
8: It's been 30 years since our most popular driver was also our championship driver. Uh, Bill Elliott did it 32 years ago. Chase Elliott did it this year. It was quite literally, I think, a changing of the guard. It was a very poignant moment when on the cool-down lap, here comes Chase Elliott going one way in turn three. Here comes Jimmy Johnson going the other way in turn three. And they pull up driver's door to driver's door, shake hands, do a little screaming, do a little crying, do a little can-you-believe-it. And it was quite literally, you know, handing off the keys uh, from one generation to the next. When when Richard Petty retired, we knew it was his last race. We knew it was Jeff Gordon's first race, but we didn't know Jeff Gordon was going to be Jeff Gordon at that moment in time. So... What we saw on that Sunday in Phoenix with Jimmy Johnson quite literally handing off the sector to the new king of NASCAR was pretty poignant in a lot of different ways.
9: Rusty Wallace? If you're the most popular driver, you're going to get most of the cheers, that's for sure. And Bill was a real popular driver, and to see his legacy carried on with his son and his son being the most popular driver now and going on to win a championship. And at that age, you know, when everybody's looking at the youth – for our sport, for the future, yeah, again, uh, it, it was a good day in Phoenix. There was nothing bad that happened out there. Everything was really, really refreshing and good feeling. It was, it was good to see Bill Olliot down there with his son and his and his mom Cindy, and it was great to see that young kid win. And it was great to see a lot of new things for our sport. So, yeah, I think it was a a really good day out there.
11: Postman, you were on pit road after that race was over. What did you see down there? That moment down on the grid, um, we had finished up. The way MRN works is that Winston was with the champion, with Chase, and Jason Toy, and I had the other drivers. And Chase took his time with the celebration. The celebration takes time anyhow. And then Chase took his time with the lap around, and they had Jimmy and him out on the racetrack and everything. So what happened is, is Jason Toy and I were able to get second, third, fourth, and Cole Custer, the rookie of the year, out of the way. We were able to get all that done, and so we became spectators. Winston is just ready to go with Chase Elliott, and Cindy and Bill show up on the scene, and first off, Chase is very respectful of Winston Kelly and all the media. But when Mom and Dad show up on the scene, you are second and third. Your your third place with Mom and Dad there. And that moment, as I stood there on the wall watching Winston over there trying to get the interview, and then when Winston realizes that it's Bill and Cindy that are interrupting this, then Winston just being the outstanding broadcaster capturing the moment, just watching the hug of a mom on her son for the accomplishment and the hug of a dad – um, it just absolutely is another moment that I will remember for my entire life.
2: Thank you Posty and there you have it my friends the top stories of 2020 that is all the time we have for this week's show. Our thanks to all of our Motor Racing Network pals for joining us. Next week as we get ready for Christmas we'll have the best of NASCAR Live. Until then have a great week and so long everybody NASCAR Live is
5: a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrion, Julian Council and Rich Cobra. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
0: Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving.